to you I like your mind and listen Come and talk to me Let's have a conversation I really wanna know What you think and how you're feeling Let's get into the show Uncomfortable conversations with Shalaika Yeah. Yeah. Unlock your mind and listen to Shalaya. Here, so the mayor's race in Baltimore. What yeah, you hear about Britney? Uh, just that he was leading. He was. He was. He was. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the numbers, you know, look like, but I was just I'm like, that's what's up. So, Greg, do you know about Sheila Dixon, or do you remember all of this shit? That you sure ain't that the lady that got locked? Wait a minute. Is it the one that got locked up for that fraudulent shit or the taxi shit or the book shit and all that over no, dumb Well, the book shit, yeah, Pew got locked up for the book shit, but Sheila Dixon was being investigated for some fraud shit. shit. I'm yeah. not she didn't go to jail for it though. Mm-hmm. Um, but she definitely she had to resign her position and everything. This was like back in before Stephanie Rollins Blake. So, and for the ones who are not from Baltimore who listen to this, Stephanie Rollins Blake was the mayor. Um, under which all the Freddie Gray riots and stuff happened. So Sheila Dixon was the mayor before her, and this was like the um, mid mid early to early 2000s. Um, so like 2007 to 2010, I believe it was when she was mayor of Baltimore. Um, and she had to resign. Um, so anyway, you know, so she's running for mayor again now. So she resigned back in 2010, 2011, and here we are 10 years later, and she's running for mayor again. And so Rio thinks it's ridiculous that she was ever a front runner or that people, you know. The people who know that she was a criminal and that mm-hmm. they they letting her run for mayor. The people who live here. Um, and then I was like, is the guy that you knew is he running for mayor? TJ or what's his name? Is he what is he running for? Taurus. Taurus. Berkeley. He's run, running for district something. I think it's district six. Okay, so probably uh, city, city council. council. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's another big part of it. Like. The mayor, um, you know, answers to the city council, and it's the city council's job to make sure. Yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore City Council District Six. Okay. Yeah, and it's their job to make sure that their districts are being heard, and that the mayor can hear the voices of their districts. So that's cool that you know somebody that's running, because um, that means he's young, and they people say the millennials not involved in nothing, and I know real making a face, but whether he wins or not, it's good to see young people taking a chance to run. For office. Mm. Yeah. I got my own things with that guy. Well, I know you did. I know you did. I know. I know. I know. Oh, shit. But, so, like, you know, you being, you know, I know you're not from Baltimore, but you live here mostly. Like, um, how do you feel about mayors? Like, do you feel like you know anything about the mayor? Do you feel like the mayor is active in your life in any way? Like, how do you feel about? The people that's supposed to be looking out for you. That was to me. Yeah, that's to oh. you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I said being from Baltimore mostly like, like damn, sorry, right? I'm like, hey, that ain't you. <coughs> um, as everybody, if anybody know me, you know, uh, I ain't start following this until <laughs> right. I got damn near to be an adult, so you can't even ask me. I, I wouldn't even have an honest answer to give you for that. Well, I mean, but that's part of the point. I mean, your honest answer <laughs> is the answer. I, like I just started following this. 
and I'm reading down. Okay. I'm treading down, not mm-hmm. going up, so I can see why everything is re- going the way it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. feel like everybody has their own agenda behind it all. So you don't trust politicians? No. Yeah. No. None of them. None of them. None of them. Not even the guy you know. Like, if he got in the office, you wouldn't trust him? Trust a nigga now. <laughs> <laughs> Before I found out that he was running for that. Do you feel like there is like a incentive or like you? Get, <coughs> you know, I don't know. Do you feel like you get something from learning or participating in the political process? Like, do you right now feel like there's anything to gain? There's a lot to gain. It's also a lot to lose. But it's all depends on you. Like, not everybody have the same look or understanding or any of that going forward with all of this. Everybody want to do. I feel like right now, we that there's a good percentage of people that's doing it for the right cause, and then there's a good percentage of people that's doing it for the clout. Okay. And the ones that's standing out most front center, you can tell which ones is doing it for the clout and which ones is doing it for the good cause. Yeah. That, oh, you got to immediately take a picture of every single thing you do. That's clout. Mm-hmm. That's clout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just trying to get your name out there. No. You need to want to do it for the right reasons from your heart. You don't have to. If you know you're doing it, you don't have to document every single thing. Mm-hmm. You don't. Because I feel like if you're doing it, it's for the clout. But mm, everybody have their own agendas on well, what I was gonna say, so that like, is there a specific person or type of person that you think you would feel comfortable with? Like, you know, I ain't gonna say like me, but if there's a person, you know, like or like daddy, like you know, at the very least, like you know, he ain't have, you know, maybe the greatest personality with people, but he was gonna tell it like it is. Like, are there certain traits about you know that you look for in a person that you would want to represent you? Yeah, I want the the bluntness. You know the blunt ones is raw. You you gonna get it straightforward with that that mean they it's stern. They they know that is what they believe. Everything you have the that confidence, that bluntness, that rawness, that I would want somebody that's been through it to represent me. Like I've been through this. Right. So I know I would know how to get you through it. Not somebody that's like, Oh, I'm just stepping in. Somebody ain't never been to jail, ain't never did no no dumb shit, little shit, lie shit. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that's fucked up and got their okay. shit together to help the next person. I so don't, that don't scare um, you, like somebody who got a record and nothing like that. That that that's to your experience. Come from a family of right. having dealing with black black guys, black men that have multiple records, and all of them have a good heart. All of them are still for the right thing. Everybody had their fuck ups, but you can't fuck up and learn. You had to learn from any something. Right. You can't say you cannot just live this life saying that you're doing everything by the book. That is just impossible. I would say for not obviously not all black people, but I do feel like the majority of black people, specifically black men, do commit crimes and end up in these positions because they're trying to like provide for their family, and that's the part that's like you know. Me and Ryan talk about stuff like this all the time when he Mm -hmm. goes. It is a lot of the talented black men. That's locked yeah. up. A lot of the real ones that's yeah. locked up. You and you, like, 
ones that can actually say, hey, you don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do and move forward. But them people in there, they can come out and start their own trade. Mm-hmm. They, you got people in there that's artistic. You got people in there that's, that's reading everything just to know what really is going on out here that can have an outlook on because they can say, hey, I was outside and I was in here. Right. They got the two standpoints. And then they can fight. They can try. They can use that as a maneuver to try to help gather what is your audience. Mm-hmm. You can have different audiences coming in and joining in as one. It's a lot of stuff that they blocking out and then paint over painting over. I don't like that. Yeah, for sure. I try not to listen to all of that shit like that. Trump shit, all of that. No, everybody's bullshit. Cause you can backslide on everything you say the moment you don't get a reaction that you like. Right right so do you feel like do you feel hopeful or hopeless when it comes to like our local elections like us being here and what we can do in our town do you feel like not us as us like me and you but the people that's representing us um like our mayors our councilmen do you feel hopeful or hopeless that they will do the right thing or do what needs to be done that's a challenging question because i know a lot of people out there that's doing the right thing I, I I I think it's hope. Mm-hmm. It is definitely hope. Cause on top of that, this may be going a little off topic, but there's a lot of biracial families now. Okay. So you don't just have that one side that oh you go into a neighborhood and it's just a black family or it's just a white family. It's a lot of biracials. You got whites and blacks, Asians and blacks, Jamaicans and Asians, Jamaicans and white, Jamaican black. It, it's all it. We're yeah. we're most diverse of the century that back then so i believe that we will overpopulate all the racism that's going on all the injustice that's going on towards us because there's a lot of people on the outside of our race that is standing with us that we don't see right right that's true i'm saying even on the block that we grew up on i mean when we first were living there it wasn't a lot of mexican or hispanics and now it's a lot of mexican yes. or hispanics all on that the block yeah hate coming down that side street <laughs> <laughs> they don't have nothing but cars that's all they own is cars like y'all don't got nothing to do with y'all money but buy cars so i mean yeah i definitely i i'm a segregationist uh by heart but for by in practice you know if we are integrated which we are then you know i don't see nothing wrong with that um you know mixing different cultures in that sense uh, as I said uh, last week, I ain't for procreating necessarily with white people at this point in time, anyway. But yeah, no. Moving on. So the uncomfortable topic I said I want to talk about was religion. So how did you feel growing up in church? What was that like for you? We can talk about first. Guys, give, tell the people from your perspective what it was like for us having to go to church. Well, I was going up. to church before I was going to church with Daddy. I was going to church with Poppy, and I actually mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it until I got older and I started to understand what church was really meant. Well, in my eyes, I felt like it was all about the money. You do not have to sit in a in a in a church building to say you're praising God. Mm-hmm. You do not have to. In my in my eyes, you do not have to. As long as you know you're worshiping him, you 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 praying, you doing your prayers morning and night, mm-hmm. you reading the Bible, you go and sit for whatever it is, even if you watching church from home. Cause Grandma Emma used to do it all the time. She never left out. 
but she made it every Sunday morning to take a little butt in that kitchen yeah. and turn on some uh, a church. <clears throat> what is it, Doctor? Was it? He, who's the, the black pastor that's on TV that he be having that church right here on Willow? Who's the Roland Willow? Well, he used to uh, Jamal Bryant. Yeah, him. Boy left for Atlanta. <laughs> Ma- Magic City. Stop playing. He went to Atlanta with a player's play. <laughs> he was trying to get a jet like Creflo. Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, I did. We did a lot. Yeah. The way because outside of the money. Our church was really a family. I'm not even one front. Right. We was really a family. Even still to this day, Deacon Smalls and all of them reach out to me. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's iffy to me. I, I prefer right now. I'm not going to serve the Lord in his building. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I can serve him at home, at work, whenever I see fit in my car. As long as that, that relationship is between me and him, not me and the congregation. Right. That's just how I feel about it. My thing is, everybody rolling up in hoopties. You see, passed in one car two weeks later. My man's uh, upgraded his escalate. Like, but it's still multiple problems going on in the building. Hmm. Like, come on, it's to be. I I feel in our eyes sometimes we attack right off to the churches. That money is going directly to them. They may be putting a portion to the church, but that is still pocket money. If you are telling me that I have to give you a fifty percent of my check. Every time, or every month, or every time I get paid, or when I reduce this dude, mm-hmm. no, no, y'all not about to sit here and tell me we got to get back because that's what God said. Yeah. I worked hard for that money. You're lucky you get a dollar. Yes, honey. So a traditional tithe is ten percent. Okay, it's traditional tithe is ten percent. Yeah, of, traditional tithe is ten percent. And some of these mega churches are even asking for your W twos just to see, to see what ten percent. Yeah, no, yeah. Right, like no, it's it's money based. Some of these churches, yeah, they they ties, they they they, they like a uh, uh, membership fees. But no, so I I agree. I feel like I don't know if you remember. But it was definitely around sixth or seventh grade when I started learning about other religions in school, like Buddhism and, Hin- and Hinduism. And I would try to tell mommy and daddy, like, I don't want to go to church. This is what I want to learn more about. Can y'all take me to somewhere else? This is where I want to go. And it was a hell no, a big ass hell no. This is what we do as a family. This is where we going. And so, you know, it was always something I wanted to delve more into and never had that opportunity when I was young um, to learn more about. But I don't know. I feel like I've always had an interesting relationship. Like, going back to you, like, before we was going to church as a family, I was raised Jehovah's Witness. And so, like, even having that, you know, that whole thing and, you know, their way of worship is not fun. It's not about, you know, praise and worship. It's about reading and asking questions and, yeah, and call and response type stuff. And so it's not entertaining. It's not engaging. Um, but I don't know. Then again, should church be all of that? I don't know. But it definitely, uh, it makes you want to go. <laughs> it gives you a reason to get up and want to go. Mm-hmm. But, so now, are you interested in any other religions? Or do you, you know that you're a Christian, you just don't want to worship in that way? Or is it, you know... No, I don't have a problem um, learning about other religions. I'm not I'm not one of those, those gung-ho Christians that I'm just uptight and I don't care or see fit or even want to learn from any other religion I just choose not to go to church I have my own relationship with God and that's just where I stand with that I feel like I don't need to pay to 
have a relationship with him and going to church that's what i feel like i'm doing i'm paying to have a relationship so i guess i asked that like so like would you go to I and mean, i don't know if they pay tithes so maybe if y'all listening maybe some of my muslim friends can tell me but, like would you go to a mosque or something like that um or is it just like the building you don't I feel the need to go anywhere i actually was taught i used to know with somebody that was muslim and mm-hmm. he tried his hardest to convert me my problem with that is the obedience okay no <laughs> i'm not with it yeah although it is more to being a muslim that alone mm-hmm. as a female yeah i'm not for it no no at least you say it because people i've been saying that i was obedience or allah no. says this allah says this if allah says that i have to have more than one wife then i will have more than one wife well my god says for me to leave you or smack the shit out you you prefer because we, we you know there's no medium when it comes to that no medium when it comes to shern no medium when it comes to you telling me that i gotta i gotta jump when you say how high when i got when you say how high i gotta jump no uh-uh. Nope. So that answer is enough for that. And if I offended any of y'all, I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's wrong with that. That's what I was gonna say. Is like I'd be saying that I would be interested in learning more about the Muslim faith and possibly converting. And then people like my husband and my mother say that I'm not the type of woman that could do that. They try to tell me that I can't be obedient. And so I get your point. Um, I, even though I think I could, if I, if I submit to myself and say I'm going to be obedient, then I would be obedient. I'm not submitting um, but that would have to be a conscious choice that I make. Somebody can't force that upon me. I wasn't obedient growing up with my parents. I'm not going to be, be obedient because Allah says, or because you say. If I tell you no, that, I'm standing firm on that no. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would say I look at it like a challenge. And that, that's my problem. Yeah, I look at it like a. Well, I think the, no, the obedience. I feel like uh-huh. for me, like because I am competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you know, I like to debate everything. So being obedient would be the challenge, and it would be like, can I be obedient? Like you know, no, I can't. I'm not about to do it. Like, and I don't want to. And, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could be obedient. Real looking at me like, no, I can't be obedient. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think. What? You're not supposed to say that. I'm sorry. It'd it be a lot of stuff that you're not supposed to do with, but we sisters, we ain't gonna go there. Oh my god. With a lot of things. Oh gosh. But right. You cannot be obedient. That's because you wishy washy. I be siding with Lowe's because there's one minute you mad at him and the next minute you love him. So I just be on, I'm, I'm just gonna stay on his side. <laughs> I don't know where you're gonna fall at. <laughs> but. That's cool. Real, you got anything to say about religion for I wrap this up? Um, mainly that, um, for, I'm sure this isn't like a breaking news, but just mainly for black people and for our community, churches really become big businesses where, because it's one of the places where we go to, historically we've gone and we've, you know, had our meetings and and, and looked to guidance uh, from community leaders such as pastors or whoever, and, and more and more so, these people are you know 
running a running a racket. You know, you see continuous problems with the congregation they serve, but they are building mega churches and they are, uh, you know, getting jets and commercial deals and TVs and they've got the finest of everything. But you know, you, the people that you serve are giving the last mm-hmm. to make sure that you and you. Mm-hmm. Excuse not me. Right. Not even yeah. not giving it back to your congregation. You're not giving it back to the community either. Yeah. And, and, and you know worse than I mean you 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 worse than you know your your, your athlete that makes it in never does, someday. Yeah, <laughs> because you you're there you're promising something that you you selling hope to people who you you know better than a drug dealer for real. Is religion a drug? Yeah. And I think for the for the most part, your smaller you know community churches are where you find your your communities and your that's way. But the, uh, I don't know so much about mega churches. I mean, people get it, it, it's a name brand thing, and people have to get over that. Hmm. So you think people? go to church or pick certain churches to go to as another way to show off their status yes mm-hmm. y'all both feel that way yes okay. hmm. yeah. that's interesting so okay how do y'all feel like y'all could be better christians in y'all own personal practice if that's what if that's what y'all subscribe to i know real might be a follower differently um What? How do you feel like you can be a better Christian or better or practice your spirituality in a more in a better way? Because I'm not changing who I am. I was told God made us for who we are, love His children for who they are. They do determine. So I'm not gonna stop smoking. I'm not gonna stop cussing. And I'm not gonna stop having sex before marriage. All of that follows. <laughs> A guideline stipulation right. with trying to better yourself as a Christian. Yeah. That just falls back to me. I have my own relationship with God and I stand firm on it. Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody looking down on me because of this or that. Mm-hmm. It happened in our church. I'm not going to say no names, but you know, it happened right. in our church. Somebody got pregnant had to get kicked off the choir because right, right, right. it was out of wedlock. Right. Like, who do that? Mm-hmm. Your own father did it to you. I'm not even happy now. Hey. Yeah. So, it, it, you get, it's, it's a lot of little stuff that I used to catch at our church alone. Yeah. Because when, when Poppy was alive, we used to go to um, ANC Union Bethel where um, Shannon, mom, right. and her funeral. That's, what, that's the church we started at. Okay. We used to go with Miss Roxanne all the time. <clears throat> and then if we didn't go with Miss Roxanne Poppy would take us. Okay. Do you remember uh like Colonial Baptist Church being like a big thing like in elementary school? I remember a lot of the kids who went to elementary school that went to Colonial Baptist. Right up there by Carrot Show was the one that was right there. Mhm. Yeah. My godmother went to work up there. Okay, I'm gonna say a lot of people went there. I knew it was like but I was just thinking about the, like even when you think about the names of some of these churches like Colonial Baptist like what is that saying mm-hmm. like your colonizer put a church in this area for you like that's what Colonial is 
I definitely, I definitely think it's some things we, the ones who choose to go to church, you know, should ask questions about, and the ones who choose not to go to church should still, you know, I think we should still be faithful, whatever that means to us in our practice or whatever, you know, that that is. I think we got to make sure we still stay diligent in, you know, practice, having that relationship um, if we're not going to be going to a place. Because I will say, just like anything else, like, you know, you, you go to work. And you show up every day mainly because there are people that expect you to do that. Like you show, like you would show up for the check, but if you could go in, clock in, and leave because nobody else is gonna be around you, you're not gonna sit in that building all day if you don't got to. I did like, and that's my point. Even we was <laughs> outside of checkers and we saw them sitting outside chilling. Like that's like if you don't have to do that, nobody chooses to do that. But there's something about being around other people that aids in whatever you're doing. So if you're choosing not to be around other people, you have to make sure you're staying on yourself um, to be diligent in that practice. Um, I think all my jobs was like jobs. <laughs> yeah. Talk about? I really don't do nothing to talk about. I worked in the ownership. I ain't start getting customers until an hour before I had to Yeah, so ain't nothing to do. Public storage. Especially right during Corona, like ain't nothing to do. But perfect segue to the real talk. How do you think Daddy would have felt about Corona? Mm-hmm. You think he would have been worried? That he would have been? No. <laughs> you don't think so? No, not at all. <laughs> I feel like he'll still be doing him. Fussing, cussing, carrying on, leaving the house when he mad, running out while he mad. No. <laughs> Although, I do think he would have felt iffy about still doing dialysis mm-hmm. about being around <laughs> different people. Yeah. Now, doing his running around at him, that might be a completely, but dialysis alone, because that's already a life thing that you're not supposed to be doing mm-hmm. they could take you at any time that alone could have yeah triggered him to being scared paranoid and, yeah. and anxious because he did have his paranoid ways mm-hmm. yeah, he used to get on my nerves <laughs> every time he went in the hospital he made sure to say i might mm-hmm. not make it yeah. i might not he's he stern on it like shut up yeah, that that's not the attitude you're supposed to have. Right. <laughs> you're supposed to be fighting right now. You're supposed to be fighting even before you go into surgery, so that way you can come out stronger. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Talking out, little man. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Uh, he had that turnaround. Hmm. Yeah, went from not being able to walk, to yeah. went to walking again. Yeah. On his own, he didn't. He stopped going to therapy. He did it mm-hmm. on his own. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, you gotta wear the mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I can see Daddy now getting cussed out everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta serve. <laughs> Where's his mask? He didn't get pulled over for not wearing the seatbelt. Get the ticket and still pull off and not put the seatbelt on. <laughs> <coughs> Officer used to tell him all the time, sir. That first thing they say before he told me, I know it's uncomfortable, but you gotta wear it. 
Yeah. I don't even think the seatbelt would fit across daddy. Yeah, at a certain point, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> and, uh, Towards the end, yeah, you ain't no big L. Like, you ain't no big L. Uh, no, at a certain point. I used to think that was funny. I said, Dad, you going to put the seatbelt on? So I said, well, all right, buckle it from behind you then. Right, and right, right. And just around your shot. I'm not doing it, Brady. Shut the fuck up and sit there. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. They say everyone who went to church. Can nobody talk in the car? He wanted silence. Yeah. Silence. And on road trips, too. Too. Yeah. He can't talk in the car. Dead no. silence. Yeah. He wants silence. What? He pretty much like, go to sleep. Just go, go to, to get in the car and go, go to sleep. sleep. I'll wake you up when we get there, right? Or he'll start the bitch and we have our headphones too loud. We can get mm-hmm. the music because everybody quiet in the car. Mm-hmm. But don't let mommy be sleep. Oh, yeah. But she couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, mommy could always sleep. sleep. Mommy could do it at yeah. Whatever what she wanted. Yeah. We we just had to be quiet. Yeah. Lest we disturb her. her <laughs> Don't you disturb your blah 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 blah. We be in our own rooms talking loud. Be right. quiet. Like what? She she sleep. Right. <laughs> Daddy used to be the, uh, the most. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so happy when I got older and told him about myself. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Nigga, I can say no now. I don't live here. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And then you start pouting. Like that one time when he fell. Mm-hmm. No, it took me, it was just me and him in the house. It took me an hour to get this man off the floor into the couch. Yeah. Like I did the roll, put on your knee, push your ass up in the chair and all that. Get him in the chair. And my man starts to slide. If you slide off this chair, man. you won't be sitting on this floor till you wipe your own. So that leads to me to my question. Do you think daddy used to make shit hard on you on purpose? Yes. <laughs> Why? Yes. Contesting loyalty. Yes. And I said, he was like, shut the fuck up, Grady, and catch me. Stop moving. You don't move. You won't slide. You won't. You just want to keep slouching down like this. Why are you moving? You hit if your cheeks. Hit that floor. Yeah. <laughs> you won't stay there until Shanita Gibson walked through that door. Uh, Mommy walked through the door. I kissed her and walked the fuck out. Uh, walked my uh, ass up to the bus stop and took my ass home. Yes. Grady. You get up on your own. No, you can act like I was yeah. dead serious. I left my mommy, left daddy on the Bruh. floor until the next morning, and that's when a dude across the street came, came and picked him okay. up. Trying to pull me out the car. At this point, I left in the car. Mommy was like, why is my daughter? I, I left in the car, but I took her keys. She can't go nowhere. 
Lock it in the car with the window. Next crack. thing you know, she said, Go get my daughter. She's not going to stay in the car. Blah, blah, blah. So me and Tysha went out and got her, took her to the room, put her in the bed. Boom. Yeah. What was that? She's on the floor. <laughs> Where's my phone? Yeah, where is my, my phone? phone? <laughs> Next thing you know, she was out. So we put the pillow on the blanket down there. We'll see you in the morning. <laughs> and I think I woke up like 3 o'clock calling you. Like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> Wild night. <laughs> we went from never the to mommy and daddy mm-hmm. to going and smoke in the car. Yeah. And her ended up on the floor in my, in the, uh, was it mommy room at the time? Yeah. Yeah, it was mommy, yeah, it was mommy room at the time. Mm-hmm. On the floor. She be alright. She ain't going nowhere. Facts. Her yeah. keys out here. She looked for them. They right there on the table. Yeah, same place you gonna be. <laughs> she said, "Where she at? I left her in the car. I took her keys. That should matter. I thought about the safety. Yeah, I think it matters. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm not even mad at you for leaving me on the floor. I was being belligerent. I know, yeah, no, I was being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> ain't really like yeah. Get up. No, oh, mommy, 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 she was drunk herself. No, I'm going upstairs. Leave me alone. I don't even think I stayed that night. Did I stay that night? I don't even know. No, I might have went home. Is that the E and J night? Yeah, that was the E and yeah. J night. Oh, okay. That's why I don't fuck with E and J yeah. to this day. Yeah. Understandable. E and J used to get uh, called in trouble. <laughs> yeah, E and J get everybody in trouble. Everybody should graduate from E and J. I don't know how mommy be buying big ass. I love EJ. Because y'all ghetto. No, okay. I'm not supposed to. I know. I'm actually. Gonna say, I don't call black people ghetto. But no, y'all. That's some other. But no, nah, that's. Y'all, we, we got to do better. Yeah. We got to want better for ourselves. Right. It's literally like, like drinking car oil. Yeah, like. How would you know what car oil tastes? I don't, but it was like yeah. the same color. Bruh. And I'm sure it's the same effect. We got That's. We can't. You, you might die a little uh, faster with car oil than you will with EJ. I, I ain't willing to try Let me see the and Jayla, we, 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 we. So, how do you think Daddy feel about the protest? Say when he fought the last time? Yeah. <coughs> when he told us to stay in the house. Yeah, I was going to say, he was like, yeah, they're going to do what they're going to do as long as y'all are not a part yeah. of it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think this time he might feel differently. Only because it would happen again. Like, it, you know. Yeah. Like, it keep happening. Like, even this time, I feel like you feel differently, like, than maybe how you felt the first time. I think I feel differently than how I felt the first time. It's just different this time. I just know. I don't like the fucking cops. I was ready to get locked up that day. Yeah, I know. Nigga, lock me the fuck up. I'm going to talk how the fuck I talk my game about what the hell is <clears throat> I'm just going to pray. I was so glad I did not have to go bail you out of nowhere. <laughs> No, because he was telling her, he was like, if you don't calm down, I will arrest you. Like, he was yelling at her. But my thing is, I was nowhere near him or the other lady. I was in the front of my car on my phone. You're talking to her. Continue to talk to her mm-hmm. while I have my conversation on the phone. He was like, you're not talking on the phone. You don't talk to people like that on the phone. Sir, you want to talk to my sister? She right here. Yeah. I will arrest you. Put handcuffs when you put you in the back. Go- Okay, I'd be out about, what, what was that, the weekend? I'd be on Monday on my own recall. You locking me up for freedom of fucking speech? Because I'm yeah. damn sure not being disorderly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why cops think they can just intimidate people. Like, 
you there you were literally literally there to draw up an accident report why do you now feel the need to intimidate the people that was just traumatized by being in a car accident like <laughs> come on now <sighs> how you feel about people saying defund the police you care no I ain't getting paid. The fuck do I care? <clears throat> you paying all the people that matters bullshit, but you paying these motherfuckers that's killing us the high price. Half the motherfuckers is Riley with the KKK. I still believe that to this day. The police is the KKK. Mm-hmm. I was telling my grandma that, like, real talk, if we got rid of all of the bad police officers, let's just say is six police officers that have had incident reports against them mm-hmm. um incidents with them being uh you know exhibiting excessive force or brutality and let's just say they all make fifty thousand dollars a year let's just say y'all eliminate those six police officers that's three hundred thousand dollars if my math is correct which i think it is so okay yeah y'all can defund the fucking police if y'all get rid of them motherfucking bad police officers then why do y'all need this money y'all like right. yeah, yeah like- so fucking yeah defund the police and Getting make up for that cause by getting rid of all these police officers that don't need to be there. Yeah, like I, was, I was having this conversation today, and I was basically saying just saying the same thing. Like, why why do these officers need that? Why why do these patrol officers need these brand new chargers and challengers and explorers and everything? Why do they nice need cars, that? Yeah. Like your highway patrol. Okay, I see that. Your state troopers. Okay, that's reasonable. But why do they need all this? Batman type right gear like what 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 is going on in these everyday neighborhoods nothing yeah that would call for any of that so of course take all of that defund that because what they defunding the schools they're taking every which way they're taking music they're taking yeah 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 they're trying to take p they're trying to take p e and recess forever y'all want to grow the economy and make us do better help us do better you taking from our future yeah and building because you know that when they get older that's where they gonna land at like they stereotyping Mm -hmm. i don't like it my worry i will say though is that because i know how i know how government works is that they defund the police and then invest that into the jails and so that's what we also got to be wary of when they start talking about moving this money yeah, around. Yeah, you have to ask where the money is yeah, going. Yeah, where y'all, yeah. Because if they, you know, yeah, we don't want them to start building more jails or whatever. Like, unless they about to say, okay, we're going to turn the jails into rehabilitative centers. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay. And like actually investing in the education of the people that's in there and giving them actual programs and skills, like you said in the very beginning of all of this, so that they can come back out and run their own businesses and be mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Like, but we got to be careful because that's often not the plan. I'm I have a creative sister's Facebook page where I posted my uh, the new line of my cups coming out, which is Wake Up, for our community, us, for our voices to be heard, since we're always silenced when we're trying to be talked, when we're trying to, like, either way, you got to see it. Mm-hmm. So, it was this white guy 
posted on one of them was like you need to take this racist shit down you're racist all of this other stuff so i said sir i'm not racist i'm not you're calling me racist you're telling me to suck your cock your white cock uh go bankruptcy and all this other stuff and then started posting monkeys on my page but i'm the racist one i don't understand how black and then after all of that he said white lives matter that's so crazy. And he don't know nothing about your background, nothing about you. No, I, 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 that's nothing. So I got the I have, first of all, I, I come from a biracial family. Everybody in my family on my mother's side is damn near biracial. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Like, I could, I could never. Yeah. My best friend is white. Yeah. Been that, she's Jamie. Elementary, we grew up together. Like, yeah, yeah, nephews are biracial. Like, yeah, you're not right. And then, so a lot of my uh, Facebook friends went into this page and come to find out he was born in a slavery day. So it all come, it, it it all made sense. Those older generations of white people is the ones that the racist ones, and those are the ones that slowly dying. Yeah. This new generation of white people, be, like I said, we're so diverse. Mm-hmm. You got as people as you gen, as you have kids, we tend to treat our kids or have better lives for our kids for what we did not have in the past. People, white people, study having kids. They eventually gonna say, "Hey, this is not right." Somebody eventually gonna stand up and say, "This is not right." They might get disowned. Right. It, it happens. It's happened. But it's that older generation of white people that's racist. Mm-hmm. And then I ain't even gonna front. There's black people that's racist towards black people. I work for a guy that did not like his own. You wanna, you you're so white, but your skin color is, says different. Right. You're racist to your own kind, bro. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not just the white people. You got your own color racism. Mm-hmm. But those people are brainwashed. All of them are really. Everybody. Those people who exhibit that kind of racism are brainwashed and that's because they bought into this system of white supremacy and they bought into the system of capitalism and measuring your worth based off the white man's scope of you um and that is based off your skin and your wealth and depending on where you fall on that spectrum depends on your quality of life and they bought into that um you know and that's what like you said that's what we need to be waking up to and disrupting like my quality of life should not be measured off nothing other than what I bring to the table, the skills I have, who I am as a person, the relationships I build with people, and what I bring to their lives. You know, like, nothing else should matter. Period. And that's the world I hope that we all move to. Like, I personally want to live in an all-black community, but I don't want <coughs> with that. And so for the ones who don't want to do that, I just want y'all following your lives to also be, you know, <coughs> as good and y'all better want the black community to be just like the white community i don't want you to walk to a black community you see just like walking into the city why because we black we gotta live it up and bust it up homes why we can't have nothing nice why do we have to scrubble scrabble just to get just like they said with the stock marketing okay white our houses allow you differently than a white person's house right it be, it should not have to be that way. Yeah. We want justice for all, and it's not happening. I was just we we really pinch. We doing penny pinching just to hold on to something they can just wake up to and have no worries about. I was just listening to this talk um, <clears throat> by one of my 
peers that I went to college with. Um, her name is Shy West. And her Instagram is Shy West the brand. But she did a talk about basically walking in your purpose during all of this protesting. Um, she was saying she's like her purpose is in real estate, and she was explaining that like basically what you just said, like it could be a house. Um, we'll just say it's two blocks of houses, one on this side of the street, one on that side of the street. This side of the street is mostly black. This side of the street is mostly white. These sets of house, exact same house, is built the same way, same makeup, all that, built the same year. The white side is going to be valued worth a hundred thousand, and the black side is going to be valued worth fifty thousand. So, and then the white people can then go and use those houses for equity, whereas ours is now a burden because it's valueless. So we can't, you know, like it may be cheaper. We think it's cheaper because oh, our rent may be lower, our mortgages may be lower than theirs, but we don't get none of the we same credits or values, mm -hmm. right, that they get. Um, because credit, going back to that credit thing, their credit boosting paying off that $100,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's... It was a really good talk, so definitely uh, you should check out and do her page to follow her um, for her next talk. But yeah, it's just so much, especially when it comes to this real estate and this land shit. Like one of the things me and Real be talking about all the time is like we really still live on literal plantations, like <coughs> literally the streets and everything that we named after our communities. Towson, that's named after General Nathan Towson. Like these are all. Like That's soldiers, why, uh, yeah, like a general. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. So it's like, yeah, that, and that's like these are the towns we live in. I think he was, you know, he was a union soldier. So I'm not saying nothing was, is wrong with him specifically, um, except for definitely Towson is a racist area. Going back, not even to that video I just sent you earlier this week with the parents talking about Towson being racist. Now, um, the mansion that she mentioned in that video is Hampton Historical Mansion. It's out in Towson, out in Lutherville. So you, I know you're sitting looking at me like, what am I talking about? I did not know that Hampton Historical Mansion was a plantation until 2015, 16, 16, um, when I was working in Towson for my internship over the summer. And I went to Towson High School. That's after I graduated in 2013. I went to Towson and did not know that right up the street was a plantation. Uh, they never took us there. We never went on a field trip there. Um, and I say that because Rio and Virginia, we were just talking, they went to plantations for field trips. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a part of their school curriculum to visit different plantations or different, you know, whatever. Point being is that Maryland specifically tries to cover shit up. Maryland tried to act like it's not as racist as it is. Like, we're a Democrat state. We're a liberal state. We, you know, we rename our racist institutions. We tear down these statues. But the fact of the matter is it's still a plantation. Like, that is still what it is. And the people who live in that area in Towson, as we all know, are still primarily white. Those are family-owned homes that go back generations. It's generational wealth, and they don't let nobody else in those areas. Their schools look that way. You got to apply as a black person. You got to apply to come from the other side of town mm -hmm. to go to their schools, and it's still built that way. And that's, like, that's the shit we really got to start acknowledging. Like, we live on literal plantations. We... The black communities, the the areas in the city, are just like the slave quarters. And then you got to travel into work. You walk on over to Massa's place, and you do your work for the day, and then you walk on back home. Like it's the same shit, it's just on a larger scale. Thank you for listening and sharing your time and space with me. I hope that you were able to go on a mental journey and that you'll go on to have your own conversations with the people close to you. 
I wish you all peace, joy, love, and prosperity in all of your interactions and your endeavors. Until we meet again.